0: When we're young, we move with freedom and confidence, with a great resilience to injury. But somewhere along the line, we develop poor habits and become more vulnerable to back pain. Back Pain Solutions features evidence-based and practical advice to help you take back control of your health and get back to the activities you love. This is your guide to better back health through movement. So join us as we demystify some of the commonly held beliefs about back pain and build your confidence to a stronger back the smart way. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Back Pain Solutions podcast with me, Ben James, and as always, my good friend and co-host, Jacob Stay. Morning, Jacob. Good morning, Ben. So today we're talking back supports, back belts, back braces, essentially products designed to provide support to the lower back, specifically the back belts. And maybe we'll do an episode later on with other products or the kind of gimmicks that, that are out there to support back health or are designed and commercially promoted to support back health. Uh, but today we're talking back braces. And do they help? Should you wear them? Should you wear them in the gym, returning to work? These are questions that we're going to answer today on this episode of the Back Pain Solutions podcast. So Jacob, when I go to the gym very rarely do I see someone lifting or doing exercise of some kind particularly when they're squatting or or lifting deadweights and things when they're wearing a back belt. Do you see the same over in over in Holland there?
1: In the CrossFit gym we not very often but every now and then we'll have somebody who lifts with uh, with a belt. Yeah.
0: And and that's so they less so because you do a lot of the kind of uh, Pre work in terms of the um, onboarding with regards to core and the importance and stability. So I'm guessing that's why you don't see as much use over there. Is that fair to say? I think
1: so. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's fair to say because we we have a big emphasis on learning how to recruit your core in a natural way, and uh, I think also because our CrossFit gym is not. We're not competing. We're not in that level where we're competing as much as other crossword gyms we we cater more for the the you know young young professionals who do this as something on the side to their uh, their professional job
0: sure and and, and th- the people that are the people that are using them then are they kind of just not following the advice they think they know better or do you think they've been advised to use them by a healthcare professional because that's my b- big question when i see people in the gym because I I haven't come across many people that use them just day to day, you know, maybe yeah. some for for particular work tasks or duties, but I haven't really come across anyone that I've noticed walking down the road with a back belt, you know?
1: Yeah, I think the mostly guys, sometimes a girl here, here and there, wearing them in the gym, it, it's more ex- experimental. I think it's more a case of, you know, someone starts lifting and they eventually want to try the belt because they lift so much they're curious to know what it would do or how it will help and um so I think it's more I, I, I can't imagine anybody's been advised to do it we don't have uh, very high level powerlifting coaches so I think it's more on own initiative and experimental and and um you know I, I, yeah they, they don't wear them all the time it's just from time to time
0: no and uh, again, I'm not aware of any chiropractors, osteopaths, physios that recommend these things, or maybe maybe they do as a passing comment, if because you know you'll get that patient that says, "Oh, should I should have considered wearing a back belt in the gym. Would that help?" And maybe someone that's not really thinking about what they're saying is throw a comment is, "Yeah, give it a go." You know, you know, maybe that's the yeah the way it starts.
1: Well, I think you'd agree with me, Ben, that. We if if you have an if you have an injury, we we definitely don't want to just rely on something else to give you the support that your body's supposed to provide you with. True. Right.
0: Yeah, and yet the natural thing for people to do is to reach for the uh, drugs for pain,
1: uh, effectively. Yeah, pain relief, or yeah. or in the same way, grab for grab 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 at a belt that's going to relieve or support or alleviate sure yeah yeah
0: so maybe it is a natural reaction for people to say well i'm just going to grab that belt because i'm in pain or i'm suffering from a back issue yeah and therefore surely that's a good thing because commercially these products aren't no one's going to promote a back belt and say oh you know maybe you should get this 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 and this advice well, you know when i've had a look on the internet and some of these products there's no real advice around them it's just it's there for you to buy, if that makes sense. It's just available without yeah, really any support.
1: And I, I can understand why people do uh, want to make use of these things. You know, if, they, if you have a chronic back problem and you've had it for a few years and you've been maybe to a couple of therapists and it's just, it keeps returning and you have a physical job, for example. sure, I can, I can imagine you're going to have one in your car and you're going to pop it on when you want to lift or do stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah it's just a natural kind of response that and maybe yeah. then it becomes a habit and i think that's one of the key i think there's a good distinction there because if you're a real high level and we're talking high level lifter then the evidence the research seems to suggest there could be some you know benefit from that that back
1: belt but really we're talking exactly. pretty high level exactly it's it's good to distinguish between those two groups right yes uh, somebody who works in um in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a factory where he's got to lift a lot of stuff for a big part of his working day compared to your high-level lifter who's training a few hours, very specifically, you know, taking care of his body, hopefully, and uh, noticing what his body is telling him or his spine in this case and, yeah. and obviously also taking the rest to, to grow and recover from his training.
0: Yes. Yeah, and I think the the other distinction there is these guys that are are using them at a real high level won't have been using them throughout their training, throughout their progression to that level. Yes. Because I think that's something that is important for people listening to understand is that actually some of the evidence suggests that a back belt can change the way that you lift. So it actually changed lifting technique, which means that you're, or potentially the muscles are less active now that we've done a number of episodes talking about core strength and building the, the belt of muscles around the spine that support the spine so clearly if those muscles are, are recruited differently or less active when you're wearing a belt then that's a problem
1: yeah exactly because the idea is at least what people are thinking is the belt is giving you support so it's doing some of the work of your muscles, right? Yes. And so in that way, it's protecting your spine and it's giving you the support, this this added support. But in fact, actually, the, the evidence shows quite the opposite.
0: Exactly. And also, I think the other element to that is when we talk about work, a back belt doesn't change the work environment. So if you're problem was caused by repetitive work whether that's you know lifting boxes off um, a production line for example Uh, a back belt isn't going to change that work environment and so how's it going to be of benefit if you go back to repeating those aggravating factors without trying to improve that work environment to decrease your risk.
1: Exactly yeah the research also shows that it's it's not really providing you any Support when you look at the 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 range of motion in terms of flexion. So bending forward is not going to be alleviated if you have a back problem when you wear a belt. Sure,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And and in terms, where is the support considered to be? Because rotation as well is not gonna be supported. You would assume from a back belt.
1: Supports more when you bend to the side. Sure. So lateral. Kind of so bending. lateral bending, but I mean, I think it, it's, you can say that if somebody has a back problem and they're lifting stuff, they're probably already going to avoid bending to the side because they have they have back pain, I would yeah.
0: hope. Yeah, so the, the back belt then isn't actually going to prevent them doing the actions that are aggravating because you would assume that naturally you're going to avoid those anyway.
1: Yes, but so what, what does the back belt do, Ben?
0: Well, there's a question, isn't it? What does the back belt do? I mean, I think, you know, there's the perception again, back to the gym goer. And I appreciate we're kind of talking gym goers and, and, uh, the kind of layman that doesn't go to the gym, maybe he's considering it for work. There's a perception that that back belt helps people lift more, which probably it does. But again, we're saying that it, it doesn't recruit the muscles necessarily. And therefore you're probably lifting more than you should. And therefore you're at risk. That's, you know, take home message number three four as it were that actually wearing a back belt if you're not injured already increases your risk of a worse injury so to repeat if you do something without a back belt and cause an injury and you do something with a back belt and cause an injury then the injury can actually be worse by using a back belt so again that's something important to consider a back belt isn't a preventative measure to back injury for sure good movement and recruitment of the right muscles is is your way to prevent injury so that's something that people need to 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 really consider so back to your point well what what does a back belt do because people are naturally going to assume well i'm just going to use this and it's going to protect my back because again the commercial messages around there don't seem to specifically highlight or explain how it should help and that's the same with a lot of supports we just assume they're yeah. designed to protect the back but we don't actually know how it, they're meant to do that
1: exactly if, if you look if you look from outside you you see a structure you know the 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 the, the abdomen and you you imagine okay that belt going around it's going to it's going to provide support and protection which sure. makes a lot of sense yeah if, if you look at it from the outside or when you understand the mechanism then you realize that no, hold on. Let's look at the mechanism. Well, let's let's talk about that, shall we?
0: Yeah. Go for it.
1: So the so so the main thing that the belt does is it actually increases the what is called the intra-abdominal pressure. Mm-hmm. So that's when you would, for example, put your thumb in your mouth and you breathe hard against your thumb, not actually blowing air out, but cre- creating a lot of tension in your abdomen. Sure, so the brace that we've like, talked about Exa- previously. Exactly, thing. that's the bracing technique. So then when you have the belt on and you do this, you're pushing against the belt, so you're increasing that intra-abdominal pressure, the brace, but there's something that goes along with the brace, and that's the harder you brace, the more compressive load you get on the spine. Yeah. And so if, if, so if you would have a disc irritation or injury the advice is not to brace as hard as you can for a a, a prolonged period of the day the advice is actually to unload the spine and that's exactly what the back support isn't doing it doesn't unload the spine it actually loads the spine Yeah. so it it increases that compressive load
0: sure and the longer you keep it on the more sustained that, that compression is going to be yes yeah, that's a very good point. So therefore, again, another another kind of risk factor for assuming that a belt could be beneficial, particularly in an acute phase, because you're going to just sustain that pressure on those discs, which we want to avoid. And like we've said before, bracing is so important to to be able to learn and and execute effectively. But we're never saying brace all day throughout the day. Be a hell of an achievement if you actually could. But there's going to be a lot of pressure on the uh, on the yeah. desks by doing so
1: and 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 the bracing technique that we spoke of in earlier episodes is of course an essential essential way to protect your spine really when, you, when you lift stuff I mean we we should all master this technique yeah. but too much of a good thing is a bad thing so you know we we also work with and we, th- we have to think of the the, the the physiological response of the tissues if we if we load it too much we have a chance of damaging it
0: yes, yeah, absolutely, so I guess the question therefore is when is a back belt good? Is it good, or should it just be avoided for most people, if not all
1: i think uh, I think if you have an injury and you want to isolate the movement or you want to use it as a reminder then uh, in in very special cases, it might be a good thing, initially.
0: Yeah, and I think there's another distinction to make there. We made a distinction between um, high-level performers, you know, weightlifting, and, and non-lifters, um, as it were. But the other distinction there, I think, which is important, and back to a point we mentioned earlier, is injured versus non-injured. If you've never had a back injury, even if you are lifting at the gym, unless you're really high-level, and you've been given that advice um and you've you're wearing that belt at a certain point and we're really talking very niche um individuals there then back belts for uh, people that are non-injured and going to the gym should be a no no because the risk of worse injury increases so if you're not an injured already back pain sufferer and you're listening to the show just for advice around prevention or general back health then the advice really is avoid a back exactly exactly or back support but when you're you have suffered an injury like you say maybe there are some benefits but probably more specific to the type of work you do
1: and helping you return to work as a yes. test yes as as part of a strat, as part of having the strategy to regain the independent function of your core so you can rely on that instead of the belt.
0: Yeah, and I think that's got to be the key point here is that 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 training, that rehab, that advice um, is followed first rather than, right, I'm going to try and return to work. I haven't really solved the movement patterns, the the core strength, the bracing, those foundations really for a healthy spine. I haven't sorted them first. I'm going to try and return to work soon. Uh, I can use a back belt. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is maybe at some stage that back belt will support that return to work, but you have to lay those foundations first because you're just going to increase your risk of a sustained injury or repetitive injury because you're going to potentially rely on that belt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like you said earlier, the idea that because especially when we have a back injury, we have the extensor muscles. So the back muscles cramping up and There's this idea that if we use the back belt, we relieve these muscles. They relax more. And there's been a very interesting study done quite a while ago actually where they took a few men and they made them lift a lot of things for four hours twice a week and they they checked the extensor muscle function with and without the belt and it actually showed that there was no difference using the belt. And it all came back to, okay, you're actually increasing the intra-abdominal pressure. So you're actually increasing the muscle function. So you're not, you're not relaxing these muscles. And so that's a, that's a big, big thing to keep in mind when you're, yes. actually, when you're actually using a belt.
0: No, absolutely. I think that, you know, it's a really valid point. And I think, you know, the take-home message is there for people are, you know, if you're not a high performer um, in terms of lifting and you've never experienced any injury, to your back, then don't be looking at using a back belt for prevention or just to help you lift more because yes, it may help you lift more, but you're not truly uh, recruiting the muscles that you want to, to recruit that will support that spine and allow you to lift that, you know, truly from your technique and strength. So avoid a back belt. If you've never suffered an injury, if you have suffered an injury, a back problem, then unless you're returning to work doing something repetitive and, and lightly manual, then the benefit of that belt is is likely to be very limited. But there may be um, some instances where it can be a support once you've laid those foundations of good spine health, good movement and recruitment of those muscles. Remember that a back belt in non-injured individuals can increase your risk of a worse injury than not using a belt. Important message. And also, a back belt puts sustained pressure on those discs, that intra abdominal pressure we've discussed. And we don't want that consistently. So, that back belt, if it's helping you return to work, shouldn't be used all day, every day. It should be used for key movements and key activities rather than it being a sustained support. Because, again, that's not going to allow you to learn to recruit those muscles effectively. And I think, sorry, Jacob, you were going to say?
1: Yeah, I, I just, I'll let you finish. But I want to say a few things on weightlifting belts when you've, when you've done that.
0: No, I was just going to make an, a, another ad, additional distinction. There are some belts, the sacroiliac belt, for example, that, that again, we, is, is aside from this. We're talking lower back supports um, specifically in this case. Yeah, I think some point. important take-home messages for for people around uh, back support and uh, and supporting back pain and recovery, and um, to to really take home from from this episode.
1: Yeah, uh, I'll finish off with the weightlifting belt. So I've got a few points here, and um, because it's an interesting one, it's it's you know a little bit controversial, but I think there's no real need for it to be controversial, because generally we we talk about healthy athletes. We're not talking about injured people. And uh, there is no clear-cut rule on weightlifting belts. Um, it, it always depends. But I think the the main points to think of and to keep in mind is that, you know, if you're a power lifter or just a normal gym goer but, you know, a crossfitter, before wearing a belt, first become a competent lifter and really yeah. master the bracing technique, you know be be a well-established lifter before you start putting on a belt because just going straight for the belt is going to interfere with your process of becoming uh, very good with that bracing technique. You know? So that's, uh, that's an important point. And then I have a couple more. The belt probably increases the output by about 5 to 10% only when you're on that level of you know, having a very good technique. Sure. So it's it's not by much. That's why it's only really recommended for competition lifters. Mm-hmm. Or if or if it's a real, really big hobby of yours, you know, but you know, you know what you're doing. And then um the other recommendation for weightlifting belts is that you only really use it once you go above lifting weight of your one rep max. Okay. You know? Yeah. So you're you're on that level. Of lifting such or so much weight that you need, you need it in order to lift that weight. So it's going to assist a heavy lift. And then the the last rule is actually not lifting or not not using it during the off season. You know, let, especially during your off season, your lifters want to rest. You want to, you know, not put too much intra abdominal pressure and disc compression uh, through the spine. So you want to recover, you want to work on technique and so in the off-season you're probably not going to lift as heavy and then, you know, the best, the best thing is just to, to stay away from the belt and leave it for when you, when you pick up lifting heavy again.
0: Yeah, great point. And I think that, again, is, is back to what we said even with those people that may um, try it for return to work is it's not to be used consistently every day or day and I think back to your point there, it's, it's use it at specific times. Um, even when yeah. even when lifting at that level. So it's a great point. So I think, you know, great place to end the episode, you know, does a back brace help? Should I use a, a back brace? Well, the likely answer is for most people listening, no. You know, there may be some instances if you're manual and you're it's helping you return to work, but as always, we've got to lay those foundations. We've got to build that core strength and that is ultimately those muscles surrounding the spine. Do that learn to move well and you're going to be in a far better position than you are just trying to rely on a back belt for that support. Um, It may take some more patience um, in order to return to, to work quicker or as quickly as you'd like or to get out of pain. But certainly a back belt is not the solution or answer for your back health. So as always, thanks, Jacob. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You know, do us a favor, go over to iTunes, give us a rating, any ratings that we can get for the show help to promote and get other listeners um, listening and we can help more people. And always uh, get over to the website smartstrong.co.uk. We've got a free ebook book there to really help you start to take back control of your back health within seven days. Really start to take ownership and control of that back health so you can get back to the activities you love. Once again, Jacob, thanks very much. And we'll speak to you again, guys